have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. Greetings and salutations, everybody. I am Stephen Julian. I am your host for Gwinnett Business Radio. Radio With me today is my co-host, Harper LaBelle. Didn't even get the first sentence out without just a little tongue tangle. Mm. You right know, there. we're getting near the end of the year, and I'm, and I'm on, and a little bit care? on fumes. No, no, I care. You care? I care very much. Yeah. But, but you I, got other things on your mind right now. That's it. That's it. Christmas lights up? Christmas lights are up. Everything taken care of? Most gifts are done. Are you? Really? Yes. My wife got all her shopping done before December 1st. She was so excited. I mean, that was like... Well, today's December 1st. Right. She was done a couple days ago. She's amazing. And she makes all of us a little more nervous because we're like, crap, we're behind. Yeah. So, but... We are not behind on this show because we've got a great guest. Uh, Andrew Clark from Height Digital Atlanta is here. We'll be very excited to talk to him. But before we talk to him, Harper, I think you've got something to tell us. Well, let's talk a little bit about what we love, especially at this time of the year. And love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. You can enjoy the big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars visit subaru of gwinnett and look at all of the new models that they have out the 2023s are on the lot if you're looking for a 22 they've got them there you can join the family today you can come in and see the difference if you're already a subaruist then check out their facebook page for the latest news offers and community events subaru of gwinnett.com fantastic uh as i said we got a great guest with us today andrew clark from height digital atlanta andrew welcome to the studio so much for having me yeah absolutely thanks for being here now height digital atlanta uh digital kind of tells me something but i'm going to get out of your way you tell us uh, all about what height digital atlanta does and what you guys do the easy way that i usually explain it is we grow businesses now it says digital in there but we do everything even after the fact so everything from building the logo getting your branding building the website getting it to show up And then afterwards, if that includes direct mailers, if it includes billboards, if it includes working with influencers, whatever you need, we're we're here to help you do that if it grows your business. So digital in the name, but a lot more than digital in the execution (laughs) of what you do. I like that. Uh, So when it comes to digital and marketing and just kind of marketing your company from logo all the way to the end, we were talking about this off air. I, I think a lot of business owners don't want to admit this out loud, but it, when it comes to their marketing, especially around the digital realm, they all know they need it, but I think there are plenty that go, mm, I'm, I'm not so sure, or I've, I've had some bad experiences. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see that business owners make that Height Digital Atlanta and you guys can fix? Well, I think it's tricky because you have so many people out there that can just kind of sucker you into something that you probably don't need, and then you get burnt, just yesterday, I was speaking with someone. He signed up for doing social media and some other stuff. Two years later, he has nothing to, nothing to show for it. Like literally nothing. Nothing. Also. Nothing. So then that's just two years time and money down mm. the drain. And now that he's coming to me, and I'm like, this is what you should be spending. This is what you should be doing. But his timeline now, instead of having two years, he only has three months because that's how much he has saved up. And he's sort of like franticking. And that's where you don't want to be making these decisions. 
So I think part of it is just making sure that you can really trust the person that you're working with. And then, so one of them would be social media, TikTok, Instagram, all these are like buzzwords. Everyone's trying to jump onto those bandwagons. But when you open up a shop, the first thing you're going to do, you don't want to spend $2,000 paying someone to be posting on your business page on Facebook when you're first starting up. Mm. You want to get your website under control. You want to get like the SEO, uh, making sure that it's showing up on the first page, maybe doing some Google ads. You want the lead generation side to be under control first. Mm. Once you have that foundation set, then do some direct mailers, then do social media. Then you do some of like the more fun, creative stuff that people sometimes associate with marketing. So it's almost like you almost see yourself as a marketing counselor. You're almost trying to help them know where to start. It's almost like an entire process. You want them you want to work with them to figure out the entire process, what's square one. Yes. Or if they've already done the process, okay, we see on your process, you're around here, here are the five things we think can improve your process. Is Exa- that- I try to tell them there's a journey, same as the customer uh, sales cycle, like when you get someone, they find you, and then there's like the first touch point, there's like probably I think somewhere between seven and 11 touch points. It's the same thing when you're starting your business. You open up your business, and you're not just gonna open up and be like Mark Spain and put up billboards all over the place. That has its place, but you're not going to do that when you just open up. So you open up your business, you get your website up, then you're like, there's a, a path to take. And that's what I help these business people do. So one example is I was working with someone who's been open for 20, 25 years, and he was doing concrete polishing. Now he just celebrated his 55th birthday, and he's like, my back hurts. I don't want to be doing this manual labor anymore. I really just want to grow my team. Uh, answer the phone call, do sales, maybe some troubleshooting, and then maybe some labor, wor- labor manual work when it comes time. Now, we got his website under control, then we did SEO, then we started spending Google uh, money on Google ads, and we got that pipeline to be predictable. So now that it's predictable, he's not cutting his prices, he's able to just you know plan out what he's doing, and we're able to bring him from in that first year between, uh, he was starting at like $400,000 and now he's doing like 1.5, 1.7 million. And instead of having just three employees, now he's up around seven or 10. And now we kind of have it worked out where if he has extra workers during the summer, we say, okay, we know if we spend X, Y, Z doing these things, we can get this from here, that from there. And the best part about it is that it's all tracked. So then we know for every penny that we spent, we got this in return. Mm-hmm. So we're able to actually lower expenses and then turn them, you know, show what we got for the return on that. Andrew, there's a lot of the process as we've talked about. I'm just thinking ahead. Is there a time where you have to say no to some customers? That's probably not the best thing for you in terms of your advice and your ability to say, I've seen others that are in similar positions like this. (laughs) We should wait for that. Even though the customer may actually want to do that, it may not be the right time. How do you get around that type of a hurdle? That's always a tricky thing, especially with social media. Everyone's like, no, I need this now. And it's like, no, you, this is what you should be doing. Here's how others have done it. Yeah. And it works. And, and I, I know that it works. Is that Yeah, a part and you of the have process? to show them the case studies, but some people they just won't take it. When you turn people away, the other di- difficult thing that can happen sometimes is if you have these things take time. I would say like with SEO and Google Ads and all that it could be anywhere from like Google Ads usually takes like 90 days to get figured out to get the website to show up on the first page, that could be 6, 7, 8 months. So it takes time. It's not just going to turn around. 
and making sure you're telling people that. Now, when I have someone coming to me and then they have, I can see their website's built correctly. It looks like they're doing good stuff. I'm like, are you working with someone right now? Like I can tell you have all of this under wraps. I'm like, oh yeah, I started with this guy two months ago, but I'm not seeing any results for it. And that right there is a red flag to me. Cause I'm like, if you're jumping ship after two months and he's like, he's showing you results, he's communicating with you. If he's not giving you the customer service, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if he's, if he's giving you the customer service, he's showing you what's being done, full transparency and all of this after two months, you're just going to do the same thing to me when you join up. So then you have to just teach these, you have to teach certain people. There's some timeline and some work that has to go into this to see the results. Not only is he saying no to uh, some steps, he's even saying no to the business. No, no, this you're working with someone who's doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Don't jump ship yet. Yeah, because then they're just going to do it to me. Right. Those first, I would say like if, when you're onboarding that first client, you really, it's so difficult to figure out how they work, communicate and all these different things. It's really like the equi- that one is the equivalent to like three or four. So I'm putting all of that work and energy into bringing this person on just to have them leave two months later. That's where it's like, I could put all of that energy uh, into the clients that we have now mm-hmm. instead of putting it somewhere where it's just gonna not do anything. Do you also, I, I would imagine there are some people if they're just getting started with their business or they haven't been doing it, mm-hmm until they're 55, like you just mentioned with the concrete. They may be looking at one, two, or three different options, and you may have 10 total. That, that So you part of what you do is to make aware what other aspects of growing your business are that the person, I never even thought about doing that. That And you may say, that's in this line of work, that, that this is a great step for you to take and a path for you to follow. Mm-hmm. And somebody may not even, so t- talk a little bit about what that's like for you to be able to help explore different avenues that some people weren't even gonna go down and yet they could be profitable. Yeah, I think part of that, so for example, a lot of people think print media is dead. I mean, I mentioned digital marketing. I think print media is not dead, may not be the same as what it once was, But for example, with some of the contractors we do have, I say, hey, let's do direct mailers. So imagine a paint company or a roofer, they have their website under control, they're doing SEO, they have Google ads, they have Facebook ads, so they're showing up all over the place. Let's give me the top 10 jobs that you've had that last month. Let's find between 25 and 50 homes around each of your top 10 jobs that you completed or sold last month and let's send them direct mailers every week for a month. They just saw your truck that's wrapped in the driveway. Now they're getting Facebook ads. So they, you're just kind of popping up all over the place. And now if you're getting a direct mailer every week and it's different every single time, that's just something that's unique. And a lot of people say, I didn't think about that. Hmm. Um, and then obviously once you go further down the line, then there's like possible like ads or if you're trying to do like influencer and like there's that stuff as well. But a lot of the businesses, when they first come, they're not in the spot where they're doing two, three million dollars or above and earning that money. Um, yeah. We're uh, speaking with Andrew Clark. He is the general manager of Height Digital Atlanta. I'm not going to ask you to throw any of your worthy competitors under the bus because I know you wouldn't do that. That wouldn't be good marketing. It wouldn't be good strategy. <laughs> but I am going to ask this question in this particular way. You already said something in one of your answers that kind of made my ears perk up as someone who's done a little digital marketing for his business in the past. And you said, 
full transparency and tracking results. I think that's one example of a difference between your company and others who will go, oh, we'll help with so we'll help with SEO, we'll help with your website, we'll help with with social media. And there's no you said a horror story of no results at all, like nothing even yeah. up. <laughs> but even the I think a lot of people have a horror story of I did some stuff and I, I it didn't do any know. good and I don't even know what it resulted in. So that's one example I can think of. I'm going to ask you to give some other examples to the business owners listening and the people in charge of their marketing budget listening of what you guys do differently from maybe some of the other competitors out there. Well, I, we have a ton of competitors, too, where they do good work and Absolutely. I trust them. Um, but we trying to think of how to word it. So when it comes to like the SEO and the Google ads, sometimes it's hard to know what's actually being done week to week. You may be tracking results, but then having like a work log showing this is what we did, this is the work, and this is what's the show for it. I think that's one way to show transparency. And the other thing is sometimes if you, for those that are aware of how SEO and all this stuff works, so you have like impressions and clicks and all these things, sometimes you can edit like with any sort of data point you can make it look good so but then having the same data points being what metrics are you looking at what to the business owner what metrics do you want to follow so conversions clicks how much i'm spending and then maybe some other one cost per lead if we just use that and then show that even if it's bad saying hey and i think this is the difference what we do is this isn't what we thought mm for this month or after the 90 days, like we know we're behind the mark. This is what we're gonna do to make up for it. I think that in any sort of customer service, that makes the difference. And I wanna be clear, uh, you did say at the beginning of this answer, there are plenty of other good companies who yeah. do a lot of good work. But I also wanna say, and these are my words, not yours, there's a lot of, it, it, we, as we've talked to other business leaders, um, there's a phrase, uh, one guy who does painting and, and kind of siding and some some repair work, he always talked about chucking a truck. You know, that there's there's in his line, in his sector, there are people who, hey, I just got some tools in the back of my truck. And, I, you know, so they might be the cheapest, but they might not be the best. So I would say in your industry, there are some chucks and trucks who they just throw stuff up or they they can quote unquote do it. Yeah. But they're not going to they're not going to get to the level that, and they're not going to show you results. They're not going to be willing to pivot or adjust as needed. They're not going to be it, again. I'm the more you're talking, the more I see you're almost like a marketing counselor. You're kind of helping people uh, through this process. Do you find yourself like ready to tell your clients? All right. I have this nice, comfortable couch. Lay down and let's talk about your problems. <laughs> yeah. The therapist side. <laughs> I kind of feel myself on that side. And I think the real reason why I come from this approach, so the majority of my career has been doing, when I was 22, I was in the Peace Corps. So I lived in Nicaragua for four years, and then I was in the Amazon rainforest for another year and, and something before moving to Atlanta and then starting this. So I am not the typical entrepreneur. I wasn't selling baseball cards on the playground. I'm not a salesperson. And that was one of my hesitancies when we first started because I know that I'm a lot more passive. I'm a lot more, I'm the connector, I'm a personable person. So I think coming from that side is what allows me to kind of like put this stuff forward. And I think that's the difference and has been the, the really the differentiator between us. So when I was in Nicaragua, I was working with small businesses, micro businesses. 
and we were working with them on how to not just improve their marketing, but it was pretty much the entire business plan. But I always found myself just kind of harping on the marketing side because that's the part I always saw. And then I found myself at an agency and then I found myself uh, the director of a marketing director of marketing for a wildlife conservation center in the Amazon. And then COVID happened and that brought me to Atlanta. So that's kind of been my progression. If you kind of see, it's like the story's a little bit different. So I spent almost like eight years abroad doing nonprofit work and just trying to be help, helping people with marketing. And now I'm just using that, but for people that are starting their businesses. Now as a general manager, who would you be looking if you were hiring? What type of per- people are you you know, there's probably a, a wide variance, some that can sell, some that are great with putting ads together and actually um, with photography or with any type of uh, visual aspects of it. Tell me a little bit more about what it is that you would want to see if someone were to come to Height and say, I'd like to know more about what you do and how you do it. On the client side. No, or, on, on, on the business side, if you were hiring, who 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 would be of interest to I, you? What type of uh, resume would you be looking for? I would say people who, if, let's say in the situation that a certain campaign or a project didn't go as planned, or if something's behind, how are they going to handle that? So it, I would say more of like in the, on the account management side. So again, going from like the good, a good uh, account manager would say, hey, something's going wrong. But the best option would be, hey, this isn't going how we planned. This is what we're looking at to change that. And then this is what we're going to do to move uh, moving forward to make sure that it doesn't happen again, that we're more proactive, like all of those things, I think, is what I would want someone to do. Because if you have that, then you know they're kind of their hearts in the right place. That transparency, again, is there. And then at the end, that's going to save all of our butts, because mm. even if even if something does go array, if you have that sort of relationship and that transparency, then they're just gonna stay with you and then the, the relationship will go much, much, much longer. So talk a little bit about the relationship then that you would have with the clients. What are you looking for in terms of the initial first conversation? What, what type of people do you normally get and who are the ones that you can help the most? Yeah, so I would say anyone that's it can be anyone that's starting a business or owns a business and just needs to find a more predictable pipeline somewhere where that's why it's usually a lot of contractors where they are say like the roofing company like roofs can go anywhere from 10 15 20 thousand dollars you're not going to be doing the same house hopefully a couple times within like a short period of time so they're always trying to find new leads i would say those are kind of like the ideal person but it's someone that they're working with someone there and they aren't sure of the results and then they're just not sure of like what's actually happening it's just kind of like everything's up in the air and then they're they know they're paying a good amount of money say like they're spending it money anywhere from four to six thousand dollars a month and they know something's happening but they're not then not sure but you can't measure it right? yeah That's- well i mean they may be measuring it but then like this is where i think sometimes things can be going well and if you really want to bring it to the next level, you kind of have to be aware of what the results are. Like, that's great. Things are going well. But then the next step is, okay, things are going well. This is what's happening. This is where those results are coming from. Saying this to the business owner. Mm-hmm. And then saying to the business owner, like, just yesterday, we have a, an account that's working really well. We found that some of the salespeople 
are using certain tactics and then there's a clear difference. So then now I kind of find myself teaming up with someone in my network who does sales coaching. I bring him into the picture. Now the sales guys are getting trained and that's not even the marketing side. Right. But being able to bring those results forward and then say, this is what's happening. These are the results. Where else can we improve? I think it's just sort of like a, a team effort. I have in my mind, and I could be way off, but I, I think there are multiple business owners and business leaders who know they need stuff. Uh, we need to have a website. We've got to have a social media presence. We've got to be, we're supposed to be doing these things. And they've maybe they've put it all together piecemeal. Maybe they started with somebody and then that person is kind of left or doesn't do the business anymore. Yeah. And, and they, you know, my, my, my day jobs as a financial advisor, and we always find these people, oh, I used to have this 401k a long time ago. I, I feel like digital marketing now has been around long enough. There's one of your key target markets are people, I got stuff, I have no idea exactly how it's all supposed to work, and I see your process. One other thing we were talking about before we came on the air, you kind of talked about three stages or three hurdles. I mean, that. so let me just kind of let you circle back and kind of crystallize because we've talked a lot about your process and you've talked about stuff online and offline and taking these extra steps. Can you bring it back to kind of these? And I think the things we were talking about, those three stages or three hurdles, that's almost like a core message, I think. So let me <laughs> let you preach at us a little yeah, yeah. bit to kind of wrap up. And I'll also say, though, when it comes to the if you had a, a marketing team in-house, if you think about like the large companies, when you have a market, you're not going to just let that department run off on their own. So when you hire a digital marketing agency, you kind of want to treat them like if they're your in-house marketing team. And that is going back to your question, Harper, about like that relationship sort of like that's how I want. I have calls weekly with all of my clients saying this is where we're at. Some of them are saying, Andrew, I don't want to talk to you. Like, let's push this back to another month. Like I taught you talk too much. So then like <laughs> once we get things under wraps then that's what happens. But, but that's a good thing, though, because, hey, things are going well. We don't need to improve anything. I don't need to fine tune and adjust it in some respects. Mm -hmm, right. They're just mm -hmm. saying things are keep doing what you're doing. We're happy with where we are. Yeah. Is yeah. That, uh, and we'll just do yeah. like monthly checkups just yeah. to make sure like everything's good. And then answering yeah. to your question, the three hurdles are when the three hurdles to selling uh, marketing in general. It's like the first hurdle is some people don't think it works. They're just like it's a bunch of BS. It just it's smoke and mirrors. It just it's it's nothing. The second hurdle is once they know that they need it, they've been burnt before, and then someone that same example two years down the road, nothing to show for it. Like no sales. His website isn't showing up. All of these things. You have to be a doctor or a nurse. To, I mean to repair those wounds, don't you? I mean somebody yeah. to you know I want, I I don't want to deal with any. You all are in the same boat. Is that so, a problem? So we, yeah. we've made him a therapist, a counselor, yeah. a doctor, a, a surgeon. I mean, yeah, rocket, goodness gracious, rock, rocket surgeon. Yeah, yeah. I like this. And we've interrupted you. What's your third? <laughs> well, so then after they kind of you, and I think this is where I give a lot of time. Sometimes sales coaches that I've worked with have not criticized me, but have tried. Tr uh, critiquing myself is I talk to not that I talk too much but I spend too much time with people which can be a time suck and all these other things but at the end of the day I think it's more beneficial because I'd rather spend three hours with someone going through it and then they have that trust and then the third one is okay um, I know I need marketing I know I can trust you so you're not going to burn me the third hurdle is then out of all the other people that are good 
why you? And then that's like, sometimes it's, it could be personality. It could be, we're good at certain industries. Maybe I'm local and they want to work with someone that they can meet with face to face, whatever it is. But those are kind of like the three hurdles that I always find myself jumping over. Um, the first hurdle is easiest. The second one is, is the hardest. Cause that's the one where it's like, there's a lot of people that know how to win, know how to tell stories and they know how to win people over. And that's kind of the, the tough one. Uh, as usual, I wish we could find guests on our show who are passionate about what they do and really good at what they do. And I mean, so hard these days. If you <laughs> haven't figured out yet, uh, Andrew Clark has a passion to help businesses grow their businesses. That's how he started this interview. And uh, if if you are sitting there listening as a business leader, business owner, and you want to get more information, and, and they want to talk to you and hire you, how do they get in? T- how do they get in touch with you? How do they get in touch with Height Digital Atlanta? Yeah. So I'd also like to say. I'm also just like a connector. So if anyone is interesting, interested in how can they help either I'm active in nonprofits in the Metro Atlanta area, I'm more than happy to help connect people if they need help with getting on a show like this, if they need help with a sales, I just, if I can be that connector, mm-hmm. so I just try to connect with anyone. But you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn with Andrew J. Clark, my face, or you could even Google me, my face will come up everywhere. Is there an E at the end of Clark or is it No, just... no E, thank you okay. for asking yeah. that. So Andrew J. Clark, and if you put uh, Height, H-I-T-E, Digital Atlanta in Google, I'll come up everywhere. And speaking of Height Digital Atlanta, you were saying this as well, Height is a national organization, yep. correct? That's why the Digital Atlanta is at the end. So if people are listening in other areas, they can still reach out to you, but there might also be a Height Digital uh, with some other local connections. Yeah, so if you wanted to work with someone that, say if you're in St. Louis, for example, mm-hmm. and you reach out to me, I can put you directly in contact with the guy that's on the ground in St. Louis, in Oregon, mm-hmm. that's in Miami, that's we have about 25 offices in total Fantastic. now in the last five years. Andrew Clark with Height Digital Atlanta. Thank you so much for oh, being on the you. program. Thank you. This was oh, awesome. One last little thing. I believe you have a podcast. Wanna, I do. Wanna... So mine is Impactful Leaders. Um, so I just try to speak to impactful people that are in the metro Atlanta area. That's why I was saying if you're a connector, if you're yeah. interested on in being online, I'd love it. You know, doing business through serving is a good way to do business. And yeah, he mentioned he's Cupid also because he connects dots. He brings people together. Cupid. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let me add that to the resume. How many other the... things do we have? We have a full <laughs> That's right. roll yeah. of toilet paper full of things that he does. And uh, and, uh, and there's it continues to grow. It continues to grow. He still doesn't have any gray hair. Apparently, he's going to learn concrete stamping and other things as well. I don't know. So, Andrew, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Uh, one last <laughs> thank time. Thank you. Thank you so show, much. So. Uh, Harper, uh, great guest, as always, uh, and like you said, a guest that is uh, multifaceted and and uh, can help in many ways. Speaking of helping in many ways, Regions Bank is here to help your business's financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of growth. Get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Don't forget the dash. Regions Bank. What are they? Member FDIC. You never miss that beat, and you I, love it. Even I, if Mike were well, reading Mike, it, you'd he, you'd get to do the FDIC part at the very no, end. No, no, you that that's a go back and listen to past shows, which by the way you can do on your favorite podcasting platform at Gwinnett Radio X and search businessradiox.com and find our old shows. But yeah, Mike, you Mike does it better than me. He did start letting me do it, and I've just now been trying to live up to the master. 
Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah. Speaking of the master, I want to thank Mike for producing the show. I want to thank Andrew Clark for being the guest today. Harper, I'd like to thank you for being my co-host. You'd like to or are you going to? I'm going to. Okay, Harper, thank, thank you. you for being my co-host. Appreciate it. Well done. I right, uh, also time. want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio is found on businessradiox.com. We're found on all your favorite podcasting platforms. We are on social media as well. You can just look for at Gwinnett Radio X. So for our producer, Mike, for my co-host, Harper, for our guest, Andrew Clark, this is Stephen Julian saying we'll catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.